how are you with New Year's resolutions? <laughs> it's the 2nd of January, guys. What are you expecting here? Actually, um, when I wrote my notes a few, weeks, a few days ago, I thought, yes, me too. So I like, made some this year, and it's the 2nd. Oh, I'm still going strong. <laughs>
so many tests that exposed cracks that we didn't even know were there. It does feel as though we have been tossed to and fro by the storm of COVID-19. It's been a storm. Of course, we're all familiar with Jesus' parable about the man who built his house on the rock as opposed to the one who built their house upon the sand. And just to recap that, that very briefly, I'm sure you're all familiar with the story. One built their house on a solid foundation of straw rock. And the other didn't. The other was built on sand. And when the storms came, when the winds howled and the rains lashed and the lightning flashed, of course, the solid foundations held firm. The others got swept away. Jesus said this, Matthew 7, verse 24. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. I'm going to read that again. Everyone who hears my teaching, Jesus speaking, Everyone who applies it to his life can be compared to that wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. There's been the whole lot of shaking. And so the moral of this is, is pretty simple. The more word and the more truth and the more wisdom that you build with, the better. Foundation is fundamental. You must have deep roots and sound basics and strong faith. Because the trouble is there are forces and there are influences and there are agendas that are pulling you hard in the opposite direction. In other words, off, in other words, off, off the stability of that rock and into that sand. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that, that we've all become more aware over the last two years of what is rock and what is sand. And so it makes sense to put that newfound wisdom to use going forward. The reality is none of us build on sand intentionally. No one jumps into quicksand on purpose. Except in Star Wars movies. Here's some good news for you. Psalm 40, verse 1. Psalm said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. As we read that, it confirms what we know. God's plan for you, God's heart, God's intent for you is to live on the rock. His name is Jesus. With your feet firmly planted. With your faith deeply rooted. With your life securely founded. 
Unfortunately, Psalm 40 tells us that we have a God who hears our cries and who lifts us up and out if ever we fall into the slimy pit. Don't we get stuck in the sludge and the mire of life? He sets our feet back on the safety and security of the rock and gives us a firm place to stand once again. So that theory in mind, here's a proposition for you. And it's this, your success, or, or indeed your failure, however you define that, your success in 2022 will be directly proportional to the amount of time you spend on the rock. The more time you spend in the Word, the more of those pesky lies that you can uproot from your thinking, the more godly decisions that you make, the greater the influence you give to the Holy Spirit, the better off you will be. Simple. Doesn't mean there won't be storms. Rains will come and winds will blow. There may even be thunder and lightning and new COVID variants. But if you build your house on the rock, you can withstand all of that. Well, not only can you survive, you might even begin to thrive. So the question is, how, how do you make sure you spend more time on the rock? If your success, if your peace, if your joy, if the strength of your faith is directly proportional to the amount of time you spend on the rock, how do you make sure you're walking, standing, living, building on that rock? It's not about circumstances. For the most part, circumstances are out of our control. What we're talking here is about attitudes. We're talking about thinking patterns. We're talking about habits which are things that we can influence, or, or dare I say, control. So how do you make sure you spend more time on the rock? I've just got a few suggestions for you. One thing I did want to say is many of you will have picked up the little handout uh, that, that I prepare each week, that's so that we can fill in the gaps, gives us something to do, helps to concentrate, but also gives us something to take away at the end of the reminder. And, and it's, you know, it's occurred, increasingly occurs to me that the key is to be asking the right questions. And a lot of what I do from the front is, yeah, I'm trying to give you good, solid principles and information. I'm trying to answer questions. The other thing that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you or point you in the direction of the right questions for you to be asking. And by definition, I can't answer all of these questions for all of you. It would just take too long. I don't know you well enough. I would say, engage with the questions. And that's one of the benefits of this handout. You can fill them in. And, you know, I talk quickly and there's a lot of words. And I make a lot of points, give me a lot of information. That's interesting. That's designed to stop you from falling asleep. <laughs> but if you were taking note of them, I encourage you to engage in these questions. At the end of the message, I always point to just two or three of them and say, take these questions to the Lord. Because there is breakthrough in these questions. 
there is truth to expose and disempower lies contained within these questions. These questions contain rock for you to stand on. So I'd encourage you, I'll give you lots of questions in 2022. I gave you lots of questions in 2021. Don't just take those questions, let them slide away. Just be attentive to what the Holy Spirit's saying. If he, if he shines his light on and says, that question is vital for you, then take that to the Lord. Even if you don't get anything from the information that I say, there's plenty for you in the questions that I ask. Okay. Influence in 2021. You know, 
or insensitive extremes of opinion, or a general dishonor and disrespect. Back to that social media cesspit again. You know, people seem to have gone from holding opinions to becoming opinionated. Of course, in observation, hinted strongly, social media platforms are, are entirely unsuitable outlets for that. How do you make a rounded and a fair and a balanced and a respectful argument in the 140 characters that Twitter gives you? And I'd say it's, it's a good thing to have passion. And I hope that as followers of Jesus, we are overflowing with passion for the things of God. That we're overflowing with compassion for the people of God. Even righteous anger for the lies and the agendas and the injustices of the enemy. But, but the point for today is let's be careful where we point that passion. Frankly, I, I hear a lot of ranting about side issues, about distractions, about conspiracies. As Christians, we really need to discern what the agenda is, who is driving it, and why before we jump on board. Point our passions, folks, at the main thing. What's the main thing? My mentor, one of my mentors, Gisha Bro, used to say, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Any questions? <laughs> now, I realize we're all wired differently. I, I get that. And what seems insignificant to me might be a driving motivation for you. That's fine. God has wired us uniquely and different, differently and intentionally. But please pursue your personal passions, yes, but take time to consider where you're pointing your energy. Don't make mountains out of molehills. As we say, choose the hill that you're prepared to die on. Don't major in the minors. You know, we really do not have the resources to waste. For this morning, I want us to call it sanctified passion. You know, discontent is okay as long as it's holy discontent. That's holy with an H, not holy with a W. Sanctified means, means consecrated. It means set apart to God. It means sacred. It means pure. It means holy. So what do I mean by, by sanctified passion? It means this. Always take it to the, to the Lord in, in your prayer closet first. Before you start getting hot under the collar about some issue or running off in a certain direction, take it to the Lord in your prayer closet first. Sanctify it. Number two, always test it against 
always check that, that inward witness of the Holy Spirit, particularly when you're getting hot under the collar about something. And then finally, make sure that it is redemptive. Make sure that that passion is, is restorative. It's about rebuilding and repairing. It's about drawing people to Jesus rather than running the risk of driving them away from it. Sanctified passion. Just before we move on, four, four quick thoughts about the main thing. I'm going to call these passion pointers. These would be great places to point your passion in 2022. Number one, God belongs on the throne. And the obvious corollary of that is, I do not. I was thinking this morning, probably a little bit northy on my prayer walk, about some people on the other side of that great big pond over there have got an awful lot of passion, but it's about putting the wrong person on the throne. It's a great example. Ask a question like this, it, it, is this what I want, or is this what God wants? Talking about that passion, it's God's throne. Always ask questions, is this, is this furthering my purposes, or is it furthering his? Mind of that wonderful line in that song, Hosanna, break my heart for what breaks yours. If we can allow our heart to get broken, let it be about something that breaks God's heart. Number two, uh, passion points number two. People will know we're his disciples because of the quality of our love for one another. But they won't know that, that we're, we're his disciples because of our strength of opinion, or because we're really clever, or how right we are, or how many likes we have on our social media posts, or how many capital letters and exclamation marks we use. They will know that we are true followers, disciples of Jesus because we are kind, because we are loyal, because we are patient, because we are forgiving, Galatians 5, 22. So love must be allowed to lead in that passion. Love, of course, is a multifaceted thing. Fortunately, the Bible gives us ample advice. Number three, passion point to number three is that the work of Jesus in our heart should be making us more like him. Not more like anything else or anybody else. It should be making us more like Jesus. Question, is he transforming you into his image? Or are you trying to transform him into yours? Are you kinder than you were 12 months ago. I love that question because it's hard. Are you kinder? If Jesus is working in our hearts, if he really is at liberty and if he really is at work, surely you should be kinder now than we were a year ago in a world that is so unkind. Are you purer now than you were 12 months ago? Are you more patient? Are you more compassionate than you were 12 months ago? I'd say give Jesus permission to do his powerful, transforming work deep within you. Number four, people all around you need Jesus too. 
extent inevitably turned us inward, have we fully redressed that? Are we aware of what God is doing around us? Are we sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is stirring? Are we on the lookout for divine appointments? In the pursuit of our passion, are we, are we attracted to seekers? Or has the way we've, we've publicly directed that passion made us inadvertently repulsive? I would say those four are great directions to point our passions at. And I'd say, please be passionate. Just be careful to consider where that passion is pointed. Okay. That took me three times on the boat. Just make you start again. So I'm going to miss out the third one because I'm gracious. I'm there. I don't want to. That's good stuff. Actually, I was getting towards the end of the week. Actually, this is three messages. Not five. So let's respond. I just want to ask you a question. What, what in all of that has the Lord highlighted? I wonder what, what grabbed your attention this morning to take to the Lord. Two primary issues. How do you spend more time on the rock? This is basic. We know this. As we look back on 2021, how often do we allow ourselves to get tugged off? When those storms came and they did, did we stand? And the question, the challenge before you, that's what you guys might as well come up with. The question is, how can we make sure that for 365 days, 364, three and a half left, of 2022, make sure we're on that rock? Think how strong we'd be as individuals. How strong we'd be as a church, see how strong we'd be in our families if we were living, rooted, founded on that rock. And that's the challenge for 2022. What can you do? What can you do? Little habits, maybe. Maybe in your devotional life. What can you do to make sure that you are strong and rocky? Number one. The number two is. Is where have you been pointing your passions? You know, I, I go on social media and I watch where people are pointing their passions and I go, you guys missed the point. You know, and I, as I said, people look at things differently and I realise that you're really excited about Manchester City, something that we, I can't even say it, Judy. Do you hear? I can't even say the other one. Your presence. Some people are really excited about Manchester United. I realise people have different, I get that. We're wired differently, but ultimately, if we want to be purposeful for the Lord, if we want to be fruitful for his kingdom, the question is, where is your passion being pointed? I just encourage you as you respond this morning, just take that to the Lord. Maybe there are one or two things you got passionate about, but he's saying, you probably need to let that go. Maybe there are one or two things that you've not been passionate about, but he's saying, this is it, folks. This is where your energy, your resources, your passion should be pointed. I 
point is you all get to take that to the Lord this morning, ask him those.